2: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to another episode of Life Transformation Radio. I am your host, Master of Resilience Implementer, TEDx Speaker, Business Positioning Strategist, and International Best-Selling Author, Sean Douglas. This show is currently heard in over 74 countries, so whether it's your first time joining us or you've been listening to us for some time, I want to thank you to those who are listening from around the world. Life Transformation Radio is all about our transformation. Here, we tell the stories of why we're doing what we're doing. We highlight that transformational moment that changed our lives and how we use it to then transform others and elevate their lives as well. You can listen to us live right here on the Blog Talk Radio Network, Tuesday through Friday. Join our Facebook group, Life Transformation Radio Community, and never miss an episode by subscribing wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Life Transformation Radio can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Player FM, Radio Public, Overcast, Castbox, the Himalaya app, and the Google Play music app. And now we are available on Pandora. So wherever you listen to podcasts, I ask that you please subscribe to the show and please leave us a rating and a review to let us know. How we're doing. On the show, my guests are entrepreneurs, speakers, business owners, coaches, podcasters, authors, amazing people who are impacting the world around them. And my guest today has done exactly that. If you have any questions for any of the guests that I bring on the show during our live broadcast, call us up at 657 383 1109. Again, the number is 657 383 1109. And with that, please help me welcome to the show my guest for today, Melissa Turns. I believe I spelled that say that right? Melissa Turns. Uh welcome to Turn the it. show. Very close. <laughs> Turns. I'm so glad to be here with you. I was up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Perfect. either or, right? You have two choices. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, I I go with kind of the easiest one, I guess, but <laughs> Melissa Turns. How are you?
0: I am doing fabulous. It's um, a great time of year, and I'm grateful to be on your show. I think this is the the perfect time to start talking about money as we get ready to roll into the new year.
2: Absolutely. And the best part, I believe, about my show, number one, we're live in over 74 countries. Even more so, it's relevant. It's relevant, right? So you don't have to wait months for the for the episode to come out, and what we talk about may not be relevant by then. People right now, today, are going to listen to this episode and this show, and I cannot wait to hear what you're going to tell them. But going into the new year, everybody's concentrated on new year, new you. They've been concentrated on this for the past 10 years of their lives. That's it. This year, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. And every year... It's not different. It's not. So hopefully we can give them something.
0: (laughs) And I love that. I love that about your show is there are steps you can take every day of the year to make your life incrementally better. And I think that's one of the great things about your show and how it gives people a nugget to take with them to change something along the path so they don't have to wait for – the new year or the first of the month or, you know, whatever it is to get started again, yep. you've given them Abs- lots of opportunities.
2: Oh, thank you so much for that. I titled this show after your program master your money now with Melissa Turnus. Melissa is a financial empowerment coach and CEO of master your money. Now having advised millionaires and multiple six figure earners, she's learned that no one is immune from financial stressors. Melissa is most passionate about helping successful women get out of the all too common money traps of paycheck to paycheck living, juggling money while growing a business, and not having enough to invest. She shows women how to go from making money to building wealth without the pain and deprivation and restriction. Melissa's lived that story herself. She'll tell you she tried over 150 times to stay (laughs) on a budget before she mastered money. Now, with her signature program, Aligned Money Life, Melissa has guided hundreds of women on how to completely transform their relationship with money. Her clients become money savvy, confident, and powerful, ready to keep wealth, grow their businesses, and live the lives they're dreaming about. Her website, MasterYourMoneyNow.com. In the show notes is her LinkedIn and her Facebook Links, connect with her, send her a friend request, connect with her, send her a message to let her know that you heard her episode of Life Transformation Radio. Melissa, the first question I have to ask, and I believe is the most important question you could ever ask yourself, is why? Why do you do what you do?
0: It's because I struggled with it, and I had all of the training, I had all of the special tools, and I struggled. And I I realized that if I had all the tools and I was struggling, then people who didn't have an undergraduate in accounting and a master's in business didn't have a shot at it. And I think it's that space of, we tell people spend less and save more. And that's not really the truth. Like there's so much more to it. And so I think it is the space of just impacting lives.
2: I love it. Because money does impact a lot. Of, I mean, literally every single thing in our life pretty much revolves around money.
0: It does because money touches everything. Like we can say, yep. well, I don't want money, but it, it touches everything. It's, you know, the house you live in, it's whether you have heat on It's the car you drive, it's how you get from point A to point It's And it's like, it touches everything. And it's kind of that undercurrent that we don't really address in relationships and, and everything. So it is the, the bigger piece.
2: Right. If I couldn't afford the $39 a month for blog talk radio, then I wouldn't be able to do a show. And maybe exactly. you could get away with saying, well, anchors free or, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And do I really want to go a free route? It's like, uh... but then, you know, you need a website and some other things and you need money to pay for that. And, can't have a business without money you know you can't do things for free then it's just a charity and a non-profit <laughs> right so,
0: so and, i mean I you got really important point is too often we're like oh no i don't i don't want money but money changes lives and it becomes that space of if i make more money i can have a greater impact right like yeah you can have a greater impact because you can afford the thirty nine dollars a month and you can afford the website and you can afford all the other pieces and so I think it you know money gets a bad rap,
2: sure, yeah because we've always been taught that you know money is the root of all evil, and yeah, I mean there are corrupt people that have used the money to fuel their criminal enterprises, but there are also mm-hmm. great people who have used money to fuel a great enterprise. So, I mean, you know, we lump all the bad people into, you know, money's the root <laughs> of all evil, whatever. And then you can even go and on I'm, a biblical standpoint, right? I mean, certainly. if you really wanted to, you could literally do a Google search about what God says about money and see tithing you would see giving you would see charity and you see don't let it control your life and you know, interestingly
0: so, enough the bible talks about money more than it talks about anything it else.
2: does anything else Which money is the number one topic that the bible speaks of more than any other topic hands down you're correct yep
0: so and i i like to look at it as money as a magnifier so if Love you're it. that mean, evil, greedy person, you're just going to be more of that. Yep. But if you're the person who wants to give and be generous and you're loving and you're kind, it's just going to amplify that.
1: Mm, Which really That's a great way to look to like, at
0: it. it. It starts to put in that space of no, all I've seen is greedy. Someone taught me it was greedy and that's, you know, that's the story that's running your life you know, rich people are evil, they're greedy, whatever it is. And until you can unwrap that in your brain, you're not going to be rich. You're not going to have the wealth because your subconscious is protecting you from being greedy or beating me. And so it's this, like, you're, you're butting up against something and you don't know why, right? It's the whole piece of transformation. I want this, but it's not happening. What's going on? And so there's so much to dig into in it that uncovers like, okay, this is the story that's running my life. Who knew? Uh
2: mm-hmm. huh. Huh. Kind of making me think here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. Huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Oh uh, man, I was just, I'm just thinking about. Just, I'm just internalizing everything you said, and and it kind of you ever you ever get that feeling where somebody's saying something, you know, and and you're listening intently, and then all of a sudden you get a guilty feeling, and like you get shivers, or you feel like the hair stand up, and you're like, wait, are they talking to me? Wait a minute, and you get this like guilty, <laughs> like, are they talking to me? I literally just felt that at the end. <laughs>
0: But, it, I mean, and that's the place, right? You you know this from, from all the work you've done. There are layers to all of this, right? So yeah. whether it's, you know, there are layers to all of it. So, you know, you think you got this one part figured out, and then you're like, oh, crap, I just did that again. And, mm-hmm. and that's the place, right? So it's, it's just another layer, and we get to see a different piece of it. And it's like, oh, okay, now I can go work on that. Right, it's the whole yeah. transformation piece. Is it's not like it's a once and done. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get this all done. We're good. We're covered. I'm going have to go back to it. Right, and that's why I think your show is so beautiful because it's touching all these different points. And so, you know, at some point that has happened to your listeners by the masses, just from you having oh for
2: sure, for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. And the topic of money. So I don't do it too often because I don't want it to be like a money show, but I will Mm -hmm. tell you that money topics are the most listened to, streamed, and downloaded episodes that I ever have. And this is perfect timing that Mm -hmm. we go into this Christmas season, because as of this recording, it is December 12th, or as of the live show, it is December 12th. And uh we, you know we got two more weeks until Christmas, and people are—I yeah. I think it's—I think it's around middle of November-ish because I mean, I don't have this problem, but we still feel it. Uh, middle of November mm-hmm. going into Thanksgiving, you're like, man, are we gonna be able to afford everything? I don't know. Like, oh, we're good. Yeah, we look at our finances right. We're golden, like we're good. We got this, and then we don't even touch it anymore. But that's not the case for millions of people,
0: right? And I think yep. the big piece is there's so much expectation around yeah. Christmas, around the holiday season, around—I mean, Thanksgiving even,
1: right? Mm-hmm. To
0: do all this to to make your you know your home be just so and have all the right pieces in place, and it's you lose, you know, you kind of get sucked in, right? And all of the advertising, all of the marketing, they spend billions of dollars to figure out what trips us up. And then they put that right in front of us. And so it's one of those, like, you have to be really attentive to it and know what your triggers are. What are your habits? You know, is Black Friday like the day that you lose everything that you've done up to that point (laughs) right Right? i mean because they they got it figured out right and now it's brown thursday and small business saturday and giving tuesday and like they've taken something and just exploited it and so if that's a trigger for you you almost have to just completely step out of the whole cycle and it was very interesting to me this year. Um, we went on vacation over Thanksgiving. And so we were out of the country and there was no Black Friday. But I looked at my emails and I'm like the glut of emails.
1: Oh, Around yeah. Around that
0: whole weekend. I was like, and it was, it was yep. almost surreal because I wasn't in the environment to see. It was like, it's no wonder people get sucked in and that was just email you know that's not facebook Mm -hmm. that's not you know it's not all of the everywhere you go and so it becomes this space of okay it's just it's sticky right it's sticky marketing and it draws you in and and then suddenly you're just stuck in it and you're like january um where who spent all this yeah where did it all go
2: so in my business i never do I never do black Friday emails or like any of that. I don't, I don't do, Mm -hmm. you know, cyber Monday and black Friday. And like, I I just don't, um, just from a principal standpoint, I don't care about money. I don't care about Mm -hmm. any of that stuff. I'm just, I don't, I personally think that by noon everybody should be shut down. Like everybody, <laughs> same with Christmas. But guess what Walmart does? Nope. Got to prepare for the rush. Got to prepare for the sales. Got to prepare for,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
2: And so there's people that will work all the way through Thanksgiving, you know, because you know people are getting ready to go to 8 p.m. Thanksgiving Day sales. Or I'm like, really, dude? Like <laughs> this is what this is what we do, really. And, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's so bothersome to me. So I just. People like, man, you don't have a Black Friday sale, whatever. I'm like, I don't have any sales. My prices are this. If someone's not Mm -hmm. gonna pay for them, then they're not my client. You know, I coach speakers and I coach authors and I coach business people, and you know, I don't need some some Cyber Monday whatever. Like, I just I don't need that. I don't need the Mm -hmm. money that bad that I'm gonna that I'm gonna lower my prices on that day. First of all, I've learned. But in retail that they actually jack the prices up then lower them so it's not mm-hmm. really 50% off it's more like 20 or 30 so, so and you'll so, actually so,
0: see that the items aren't aren't items they carry for the most part the rest of the year so right. it's not even it's just to like bring in something that is inexpensive that they can mark down it looks like it's a great yep. deal yep and very rarely is it the thing that you will find three months later in their store
2: Yep. hundred percent. So there are scams mm-hmm. to this thing.
0: Mm-hmm. They're
2: they're just you know, so so someone's gonna try to tell me, you know, that oh you you're a business owner and you didn't have a Black Friday, you don't have a Christmas, you have a Cyber Monday, you don't have a nope, nope. I don't have any sales. My prices are this. But, this is what this is. And I what, love this is that it.
0: because <laughs> You know, you're in the business of transforming lives, not in that. Let me create this, like, because it's all revolving around you know creating the sense of scarcity. You can only get it now, and and it's like that's that's kind of counter to your whole message. It is, you know, like
2: hundred percent. So so there's that, Uh, and I've been and I've been asked a few times, like, man, you got you got to have a couple sales, you got to have a. You know, whatever, and I'm like, why? Like, someone's gonna buy this because they really want it, and and we're gonna do some transformative work. So, yeah, you've mm-hmm. you, you've nailed it. Speaking of transformation, yeah, yeah, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, interestingly enough, at every time that I have increased my rates with my clients, they get better results. Right, right, and, and you get better clients. They're invested. They're invested at a different level and it mattered.
2: Yep. And the funny thing and the crazy thing is that when you raise your prices, you get higher quality clients. Mm-hmm. Weird how and, that happens. And
0: they they're ready to do the work and they're committed to it. I think too often if you have a, you know, a free product or, you know, something that they can just walk away from when it gets hard, especially in 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 my world, right? When money gets hard, it's too easy to walk away and just say, oh, what, yeah. Mm." Like, when we get into the, because when we start looking at the stuff, there are stuff, there is stuff that's hard. And it's too easy to walk away, but if you're invested, it's uh, okay, it's hard, and I, you know, yeah, I want to call you bad names, but I'm (laughs) going to come back because (laughs) I'm invested in it.
2: All right. I like that. (laughs) funny <laughs> so talking about transformation and the whole show is about those transformative moments mm-hmm. so what is a transformative moment a transformational time in your life that happened which then put you on the path to what you're doing today uh,
0: and it's one i used to, to not want to share this story but um i was managing a $50 million budget at work to the penny. They called me Whoa. the mean money lady because I would be like, no, nope, you're over. You know. I mean, just oh, almost comical. And I had almost, wow. I had $75,239.92 in what I call random things debt. So that was nothing respectable. Not a mortgage, uh, not a car <laughs> payment, not student loans, right? Yeah, yeah. We see the irony of that, don't we?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) And it was really sad because I had an undergraduate degree in accounting. I graduated top of my class. And I couldn't get it. And that was right. It's like I have every skill that you need. I can manage $50 million. And I always joke. I'm like, my budget was nowhere near $50 million.
1: Right. Right.
0: But. I could manage it out there, but I couldn't manage it in here. Mm. And that was the point where it was like, okay, wait, I have every skill that I need to be incredibly successful with this. And I'm failing miserably. And I started digging into it. I got out of debt. And what I realized is there's so much more to it, right? Everybody says spend less and save more. And I'm like, and if that worked, it would also be eat less and exercise more would work and we wouldn't have a billion dollar diet industry. Right.
1: Oh, because there's,
0: right. Mm, there's so much
1: mm. more to it. <laughs> and we're just
0: looking at the surface level of like, right. Oh, well, Sean, if you just spend less and say more, you'll be fine.
2: Yeah. No, you know, you can say the true. same thing. You can say the same thing about um, the health industry, right? If exactly. you, if you spend less, and save more you'd be fine okay if you'd eat less and exercise Mm -hmm. more you'd be fine Mm -hmm. Uh, doesn't work that
0: way it doesn't work that way and and I think it's even in you know when we start looking at you know mental health and any of those pieces it's like oh just cheer up um yeah
2: I hear okay. the buck, buck up or dig deep. Come on. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Come on. Get with it. And, and I think that's the place where we're really starting to uncover all of the pieces because in the, in the money world, they're kind of these two camps, right? There's the like vision board, your way to millions camp. And then there's the cut up your credit cards camp. Right.
1: yep, and yep.
0: What I, what I say is that I marry the woo and the do of money. So we take all of that emotional piece, all of that spiritual piece, and then all of the strategic piece of what are your numbers? What are you doing with them? You know, what do they look like? Do you even know what they are? And put those two together. And when you take that emotional, spiritual, you know, mindset piece and the strategic, technical piece and put those together, you can make real progress. Right. And yep. that's the space of moving forward. So until you deal with both sides of it, it, it just doesn't it kind of falls flat. You can do it for a while and then it's like it works until it doesn't.
2: Right. So, and I like to
0: say, you know, go ahead. W-
2: so with with all that said, you're managing a 50 million dollar account. Mm-hmm. And then go home, and your account is in shambles. That's what I got out of that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. That's
2: that's so mind blowing to me. <laughs> like.
0: So it, it, so, and, and that's the thing. Like, it's it, it's not that I didn't have the skill. Right. Right. There was so much more going on, and and you'll you'll see that with financial advisors as well. They will have someone else manage their money. They do not manage their own money.
1: That's, because that's, it's why?
0: personal. It's personal, right? It's the space of, um, I would take this risk. I could, you know, you lose, you lose the the bigger sense of everything you know to do that's right.
2: Right. So funny, funny you say that. You remember a long time ago, there was always these like hair club videos and, and all that and the commercials.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He says, I'm not only the hair club president, but I'm also a client. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with coaches is they can't coach themselves.
0: No, you cannot.
2: That's, you I, cannot coach yourself. I have
0: yourself. numerous coaches. I have right. numerous coaches. And they call I, me on my stuff
2: all yep. the time. I have two coaches myself, one for business, one for just the speaker industry. I have two coaches mm-hmm. and 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 i've and I've tried to to kind of coach myself um, <laughs> and, that and, out. and i've I've done okay uh but just having that person who knows more than me makes all the difference however comma <laughs> I have learned that I don't need to call him every couple minutes and to make a decision by always thinking from the customer standpoint. So in business, always think from the customer standpoint. The problem is we're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to create this amazing program. It's going to be the the heal your money relationship program. It's that's going to be amazing because people's relationship is just whack. And we're going to fix this. And it's going to be so incredible. And I'm going to make it this and I'm going to make it this and people are going to take it and they're going to become millionaires. It's going to be glorious. And then you make it and nothing happens. You're like Why <laughs> did anybody get it? Right? That's how it happens. Think about it from the customer standpoint. And so every decision I make in business and in my speaking, everything I do is come from the other side. And when you frame yeah. your mind that way, you make better decisions. You do. That's how I, that's how Most I operate. Definitely. That's how I mm-hmm. operate. That's what I do. It works for me. When I create something, I say, hey, everybody, I'm thinking about creating this. Is this really that big of a problem? Or, and if I get about people, will go, oh my gosh, I need that. This is amazing. I'm like, I'm getting to work. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I pre sell everything. Like
0: back to the drawing board.
2: Otherwise it's back to the drawing board because ultimately it's not what I want. It's what the people want. It's what the customers and clients want. It's right. So, um, so, so let's talk about, and I really want to get into this. Uh, I I thought about. So so this is something I've never done on the show before, and I wanted to do this with you uh, spur of the moment. And so I wanted to tell you what I know about money. And then you can say, yeah, that's good. Or give your kind of thoughts on it and kind of do like a lightning round type of thing. You game for
0: that? Sure. I'm game.
2: This, this is going to be awesome. Okay. Here's what I know. And I'll give you context to it too. So you can, you know, kind of, kind of conjure it up. Right. All okay. right. So number one, number one is yes, you must save more and spend less. Why is that so terrible?
0: That's not – it's not a terrible thought. It's just not the practical route to get there. Is it true? What? Yes. Sure. Right? Spend less, but why save not? More is, why not? Because there's so much in there that's going to keep you from spending less and mm-hmm. saving more. So even in the spend less piece, that's very restrictive. And yep. as soon as I tell you, Sean, that you can't go do something, what do you want to do? Go do it. Thank you. That's why.
2: It work. <laughs> right. My whole standpoint yeah. is that you save more, spend less. It's. I'm not saying you don't save. I'm not saying that you don't mm-hmm. save, and you don't. And you don't spend less. That's totally not what what you and I are saying. Yes, that's mm-hmm. true. However, comma, you must become emotionally and mentally stable to do that. While you know, healing all the relationships. Like there's so much deeper than just that because like you said, like, oh man, if you have impulse spending, it's never going to work for you. You have to curb the impulse spending in order for you to spend less and save more.
0: But even in order to curb the impulse spending, Mm -hmm. you have to deal with what's creating the impulse, right? So if you and your spouse get in an argument over money or bills or whatever it is, and your release is to go shopping, right? Because you get this huge dopamine hit. It feels really good. And then it falls off. You're going to have that same cycle every 30 days, every time the credit card bill comes. Yep. So you have to deal with the relationship first. Yep. And what's, what's instigating the trigger. And then you can deal with impulse spending. And then you can spend less and save more.
1: Right hundred
0: right? so percent. less, save more is kind of pie in the sky, and you have to deal yep. with all of the octopus's tentacles that are all coming down yep. underneath that.
2: I look at it as a result of everything – of the work that you've already done.
0: Exactly. You're able to
2: do that because of everything else. All right, next one. I must pay myself 10% first before I pay anybody else, and that goes directly into a savings account.
0: And that's, that's fine if that's what you want. Right. I have mm-hmm. no, there are no qualms with that. It's it's so that I can what, right. To make that possible,
1: right. to make
0: that happen. There has to be a, so that I can live out this dream so that I can take this vacation so that I can, right. You have to have a why underneath that. Otherwise, sure. that's the easiest one to put off.
2: Right. There's a lot of money books out there, Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and one of my favorite. I don't really like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, nor do I like Robert Kiyosaki, uh, only because I've met the guy. (laughs) So (laughs) just saying. Uh, Yeah, so there's that. Uh, I I love the book – The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Clayson. And I think that that is one of the best money books that anyone has ever written ever. Like there's there's just nothing because it's, I mean, it really speaks to, especially if you're like into like, uh, what do you call it? Not really religious times, but like, you know, like it's not really medieval time. I don't even know what the heck you'd call it. You know, early, early, Mm -hmm. early, early, early days. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it just, it just talks about the wealth and it talks, I mean, it answers a lot of questions and they talk about paying yourself first. Mm -hmm. Again, paying yourself first could be that you tithe. So another money uh, statement is that you must tithe 10% first because the Bible says you must, you must tithe you're first. Mm-hmm. So that when you get paid mm-hmm. immediately, 10% goes to, goes to God. And then I guess the 10% would go to you or re- some people view it as mm-hmm. I'm tithing and that's the 10% going to me because money's going to come back to me because God's going to give it to me. And I'm like, I don't know if that's how that works, but okay.
0: And, and I think that's one of those, if you, if you read into that and dig into that, it's, the tide is meant for the storehouse, and you're not right. the storehouse.
1: Right. Right. Yep.
0: So I believe that it's too. It's one of those, and I get the you know, is it on gross or is it on net, and what you know, it's yep. it's like okay, you take that and and go with it wherever you want, but wouldn't you rather err on the side of you know, all of your increase.
2: Right. Yep.
0: Yeah. You know, so and I think that becomes this space of. When that the tithing piece, I think becomes, you have this set of beliefs, right? Yeah. And you know, I, I believe in God, I believe in the Bible, and then if you are not tithing, you're not in alignment with what you say you believe. Right. And so you're creating an internal conflict, and and you're having this whole story going on over here about, but I need money, but I need this, but I need you know, And so you're in conflict, right? So that's another one of those, like, arms of the octopus that's coming down. And it's the story that you're believing. And so you're not really in alignment with what you say you believe, which causes all Mm. sorts of other problems.
2: Right. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. I believe that. Another one is if you want to... Uh, lower your debt or, or raise income, you either have to sell your debt, cars or whatever, house, whatever, sell your debt or make more money.
0: And it's one of those debt's not always a bad thing. Debt gets a bad rap but how you're using debt is the bigger piece of it. Right? And that's so, the big
2: that's the big part between Dave Ramsey and Grant Cardone. Dave Ramsey says debt is dumb, cash is king. Grant Cardone says leverage as much debt as you can to become wealthy.
0: Right. And so what what that looks like is you have to check in with yourself. Can I can I use debt wisely? I call it investment debt and consumer debt. Right? Mine oh, okay. that I call random things debt was all consumer debt. Right? It wow. wasn't like it wasn't like I went and did something smart with it, right? So if I'm investing in a coach, right? If I'm investing in a coach and that's going to let me be a speaker on a stage and that's going to increase my business, that's an investment. If I am um, a boat captain and I invest in a speaker program, that's consumer debt because that's not taking me as a boat captain anywhere else. Right? It's it's not part of it. And so it becomes this space of looking at it and saying, okay, do I have investment debt or is it consumer debt? And if it's investment debt, then there should be income that is coming in, right? Because it's just like college. You don't pay for college afterwards. You pay for college first. You get your right. education and then in theory, you go out and you make more money because you have this education <laughs> in this industry. In
2: that, theory.
0: Right. right like <laughs> right. To qualify. So right. <laughs> in investing in, it depends on what you invest in. You know, right. if you invest in being an engineer, you're probably coming out, you know, being able to cover the investment of that education. And sure. so when you look at it, investment debt, I have no problem with investment debt because the very nature of the investment debt means that it, there's a payoff for it at some point. Consumer debt, right? That's the, like, okay, you just need to get rid of it. You need to figure out what's going on. You know, if you're just amassing consumer debt, you need to figure out what's going on, deal with that and get that paid down. Right. So it's, there is no, and that's what, I, when you brought up the, the books, it's like, I have shelves of money books and it's like, I like this part of this book. I like this part of this book. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. And because money is so personal, you have to look at it and say, what does this mean for me? If you're somebody who can't have a credit card because you're going to go out and shop at every store and max them out, then, Uh, yeah, you shouldn't. Cash is king and you shouldn't have cards. But it's not the cards, right? Like, we make the cards be this bad thing, right? Go back to the diet example. The cupcake is not the bad thing if you have one of them. If you right. eat a dozen of them, it's a bad thing.
1: That's, yeah. Right? So, yep.
0: you know, you kind of wrap it up in a different package and say, oh, there's nothing wrong with having investment debt. Consumer debt at some level is not a problem. But once it, yep. you know, starts to grow, it's like, oh, that's a problem. Yeah. So, I think that, uh, that's probably the better way to look at that.
2: Perfect. Uh, two more quick ones. There are, number one, there are three types of people in the world. There are hoarders, spenders, and savers.
0: And then there's a mix of all of them. (laughs) Because, right? Right? Okay. Hoarders, spenders, and savers. Okay. There are people that will hoard aluminum foil, there are people that will hoard all sorts of different things right? Because I might Mm -hmm. need it one day. Those same people might go out and spend tons on a car, on a house, on a vacation. And so to lump someone into a category, you're either a spender, a saver, or a hoarder. Um, I am a spender when it comes to vacation and travel. Sure. I am a saver when it comes to a home. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, so I'm, and I'm a hoarder of pens and office supplies, okay, so I can admit that, and books, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> so, But when you look at it, it's not like everything maps out equally, right? My husband sure. loves to fish, right? And he he won't spend a lot on fishing, but he will – find different, you know, deals on fishing stuff and he'll, he'll get it and keep it and we'll go on a trip and then he'll give a lot of it away. So it but in another category, he would never send. So you have to look at yourself and say, in this area, am I a sender, a saver or a hoarder? All right. So it's not across the board.
2: Got it. Yep. Last one. As we start to close the show, your, relationship with money is and I heard this somewhere in a book uh, your relationship with money is the determining factor of the quality of life that you live
0: I think there's a lot to that but I think yeah. there are also pieces of you know, what's your emotional life like what's your spiritual life like that bring mm-hmm. in a bigger component but your relationship with money is tied to everything in your life so mm-hmm. it's, it's again, that I don't think there are black and white answers when it comes to money. Yeah. Um, it's again, that space of it, your relationship with money will tell you a lot about, you know, how positive you are, you know, what do you see as possible? All of these bigger pieces, whereas yeah. it doesn't encompass everything. Like right. there are other parts to it, but it is a huge piece because, you know, like we said in the beginning, money touches everything.
2: Yep. 100%. So so as we close the show, about four minutes left, what is the one takeaway that you want to leave the audience with? If they don't listen to anything else that we've talked about, what is the one takeaway that you want them to take from the show?
0: It's a, it's a quote that I say every time I talk. And it's mm-hmm. that maybe it's not always about trying to fix something that's broken. Maybe it's about starting over and creating something better.
1: Oh, I like because that a lot.
0: In, thank you. In the sense of money, right, we're always trying to fix it. And we get stuck in this, I've got to fix it, I've got to fix it, I've got to fix it, I've got to fix it. Well, you know, some things you just don't fix right? Some things you just start over, right? If you screw up making a cake and you put too much salt in it, there is no fixing it. Scrap Uh that and let's start over and say, Oh, okay, great. So I know I put too much salt in that. What does it look like to create a cake that doesn't have too much salt in it? Right? So Uh we get so stuck in this space of, I've got to fix it. I've got to fix it. I've got to fix it. What if you just started over clean slate yourself and say, it's time to create something better. This is what it is. And if it's debt, if it's whatever, the debt is what it is, the income is what it is, and if I look at that and I'm starting new, how do I make it better? All
2: right. I like it. Yeah, sometimes it's just easier to start I've watched a lot of cooking shows and uh one of the one of the um one of the Chefs will mess up, you know, and they're like, I can fix it. I'm like, oh, never mind. And they just dump it and then they just make it over and, you know, it's fine. So mm-hmm. I, uh, yep. I totally resonate with that. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been absolutely timely, absolutely amazing. And, uh, what is the best way for someone to reach out to you, get a hold of you and start coaching with you on their money relationship and money mindset?
0: Easiest way is on my website, Mm MasterYourMoneyNow.com, and you can even do slash Sean, so there's a special offer there for your listeners, but MasterYourMoneyNow.com, in the top right-hand corner, there's a place where you can book a session with me, and it's very simple, it's easy, it's 30 minutes, we can talk about whatever the money stuff is, I can tell you if I think I can help you, if I think you need this resource, or this resource, or what. But it's a great way to have a quick 30-minute conversation around money. And I like to tell people out of that, I know nothing, I see nothing, and I hear nothing. So even if you are nice. right here in town with me and I run into you, I don't know you until you know me. Got it. Um, it's I very, love it. It's a very confidential faith.
2: Yeah. Awesome. Melissa, this has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And I wish you the best coming into Christmas and coming into the new year.
0: Yes, you as well. Thank you so much for having me. This has been uh,
2: quite fun. <laughs> Thank you so much. Life Transformation Radio listeners, an amazing guest impacting the world around her. If anything has resonated with our conversation today with Melissa Turner, please connect with her on LinkedIn and Facebook. The show notes have the links right there. Go to MasterYourMoneyNow.com Forward slash Sean, S-E-A-N, or just go to MasterYourMoneyNow.com and find out how she can help you master your money in 2020. And with that, I close the show by saying live your brand. Find opportunities every day to live up the core values that you hold deep in your heart. And I call this living your brand. So until next episode, live a great life.